0: This is Blooming Transformations with your host, Laura Kassoff. Welcome to Blooming Transformations. I'm Laura Kassoff, and I have been so looking forward to chatting with today's guest. Tracy Shearer is a board-certified holistic health practitioner and yoga teacher who provides holistic health and wellness, plant-based nutrition coaching, guided meditation, and yoga instruction through her healing practice, Flourish with Tracy. She helps people eat better, move better, and live better. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you so much. You've had a fascinating and inspiring journey. Please provide us with an overview of what you do and your path to this work. As you mentioned, I like to say that I
1: help people be better. So they move better, they are eating better, and they have a better life. They can be the change that they seek. And I got there myself through the journey of process improvement and change. I had been doing that type of work in the corporate world for several years, but I did it at the detriment of my own health, where I became sick and dis and very stressed. I just knew that I needed to make some changes. Did not have any clue what to do, but I knew I needed to do something. So I started the same process using those same techniques, like what's the problem? What's the root cause? And what's going to be my path and journey to get there? I started off with just walking, then stretching, and then researching. And I am honored in that I discovered yoga and just embraced it. And the lifestyle uh, totally transformed my life. It changed how I eat, it changed how I think, it changed how I work, and it eventually changed my career. So now that I've successfully made this change, I decided to continue my education and now help others find their journey and their path and grace as well.
0: Beautiful. Now, you were able to find balance after being out of alignment with it. How do you define balance?
1: For me, balance is when all of your energy centers are in sync and aligned with each other. We always hear that yoga is the balance of your mind, body, and soul, but it goes just a little bit deeper than that. We have energy centers in our bodies called nadis, and we have three major nadis that we use. And when all three of those are aligned, then we begin to find our path to uh, our enlightenment and our ascension. So we have our right side, which is our pingali. That's our heat side that heats us up and gets us going. We have the left side, which is our Ida, which cools us down, that's our feminine side. And then in the middle is our Shushu Nam. And when we put all of those together, we are literally forming the unity of our body. And so now we are centered. And through the center, we can then begin to address everything else. Our chakras live along the Shushunan. That's how we can tap into our doshas. All of those things play a key. And that's where our consumption comes into play. All of those have a place along that center piece. And that's how you become grounded. That's how you become balanced. And that's where it all begins.
0: And what are some signs that someone is out of balance? Mood swings,
1: issues with their gut health, changes, either increased weight or decreasing weight, either eating more, not eating, associating their food with their mood, crying, just not feeling themselves, feeling an increase in their stress, even changing in their evacuation, how their bowels are functioning. All of those are factors of imbalance.
0: And how can yoga help to bring someone back into balance?
1: Several ways.
0: The first place, the physicality. We already
1: know that when you're stretching and yoga helps you find your grounding. So that's going to help you from a physical perspective. But if you want to look at it from a little bit more deeper perspective, you want to begin to tap into what's called samskara. If you want to think about it in old terms, back in the day, (laughs) it used to be like a vinyl record. Record had grooves in it. And you would play the record and you can play it several times and it's always going to be the same recording or song. We get used to those grooves. But sometimes you can scratch the record and you play it. It's not going to be quite the same. So it's not longer the same balance. So you have to do something to correct that. If you liken it to a 3D printer in today's world, it's going to print the same object every time. And you have a 3D version of something. But if you make one change to the algorithm of that printer, it's not going to print the same thing. So when you are out of balance and you want to become back into balance, you have to look at what is causing those grooves and do they serve you? Does that journey serve you? Do you need that same output of that printer that you always got? Because maybe you don't. You may need to make some changes. And just because those grooves are there, doesn't mean they need to stay there because you may be in the groove of being unbalanced. So you have to get back into what is your groove? What is your journey?
0: Yoga Nidra is a specialty of yours. How can Yoga Nidra specifically be a useful tool in this process of returning to a state of balance?
1: The first thing you need to do when we talk about yoga and stretching, right? The physicality, now we talked about the samsakur, which is um, beginning to get the insides together. Now we're gonna use the mental parts. That's your mind, the body, and the soul. Yoga Nidra is the practice of being aware and being in a, a state of rest. Being able to take yourself, you change your consciousness being able to shift from being what you are considering now in your awake mode to not being awake or not being conscious and tapping into something a little bit deeper. It's similar to meditation. However, you're actually changing your state of consciousness. And so when you begin to do those things, you begin to get into what's called a deep relaxation. When you are relaxed, and you're able to tap into the yoga nature to begin to calm yourself down and begin to rest. That is where your healing begins, even from a physical perspective. If you think about sleep and sleeping at night and getting a really restful sleep, that's when all of your cells rejuvenate at the molecular level. So if you are able to tap into that type of rest, Mentally, changing your consciousness, only tapping to that which is serving you, beginning to reprogram the grooves of the record or the program of that printer. Now you'll begin to find how to balance the rest of your body. Because balance also means are you hydrating correctly? What is your physical environment like? Do you need to diffuse oils? Do you need to hydrate more? Do you need to eat a certain food or not eat a certain food? That's where the doshas come into play. What's your body type? What is your trigger? Are your chakras in line? So you just begin to slowly peel back the onion, I like to call it, getting to the root cause and then working a plan from the root. And that's the grounding part, tapping into that root center and then building your way back out. A lot of times we love to, anytime we feel that we are off balance, we jump right at the symptoms. We try to address the symptoms Um, and they work temporarily, right? Like if we had that broken record, we fix it and we can hear it, but we never fix what caused the record to be off in the first place. And so, after time, that fix is temporary and we're right back where we started. Find ourselves like a hamster on a wheel, recreating the same cycles. It's difficult to do that work. It's hard to sometimes look in the mirror and see yourself and realize you really do need to take a stop in yourself and make
0: some changes. So, it sounds like the goal of Yoga Nidra is to calm the sympathetic nervous system and to activate the process of healing and restoration. Is that the science behind it? yes and if you think
1: about it when you calm yourself down you think better even if you're eating if you eat more slowly you'll digest the food better it'll service you better if you sip your water slowly the hydration will spread through your body better everything is better when you just slow it down take it down a couple notches
0: The definition of yoga nidra is yogic sleep, but it's not really sleep. It's, as you mentioned, that deep state of relaxation, but there's still a conscious awareness. You're still present. So is that correct? It's a state between sleeping and waking.
1: Yes. So the best way I can try to paint a picture of someone to describe Yoga Nidra is imagine yourself in New York City in Times Square during the height of rush hour (laughs) and everything is whizzing by you. Everything is just flying past you. Everybody's rushing. There's all kinds of traffic. There's all kinds of noises, but you are standing still. And you hear, you can see it, but it's not affecting you. You don't hear the noise. It's almost as if you're standing there and it's silent and you can relax yourself and you're not letting any of those external forces alter your state and your being. And you could literally change your mindset and fall into a rest, standing right there
0: in the midst of the chaos. I'll have to keep that in mind next time I'm in (laughs) Times Square. Yoga Nidra has so many benefits, including improving immunity, digestion, sleep, stress management, improving heart rate, and, and lowering blood pressure. Are there any other benefits that have been shown to result from a practice of Yoga Nidra?
1: Yes, I think that your overall yoga practice and your overall wellness will be improved because it's going to help you begin to get back into balance. So now because you're rested, because you're healing, now your approach to how you go about things is going to be different. Your actual yoga practice will be different. In the Western world, and I really don't mean this to be offensive in any way, but we sometimes tend to see yoga as exercise a lot of times, Um, and they have all kinds of names and little gimmicky things sometimes. Again, don't want to be offensive, but that's kind of getting away from what Yoga Nidra is trying to do. And so when you do that, you're losing the benefit of actually restoring your body. However, if you just, again, peel away all of that stuff and just get to the basics, once you've practiced the nidra, now your day practice, your actual asana, your flow, your your processes as you move through your breath, you will will see a benefit and an increase. Your practice will be slower usually. You're not going to try to rush through if you have an hour-long class. You're not going to be thinking about, oh, this is going to be an hour. You're going to welcome that time. You're going to see the benefit of the time. It'll be just the opposite. Instead of thinking about the end of the class at the beginning of the class, because it's an hour, you will find yourself at the end of 60 minutes wishing you had more time to practice even longer. And the slower and the longer you practice, the better you will be, the better you will benefit the more wellness you will see because you're taking the time to actually focus on each part of your body that is calling to you for the healing. And your body will tell you. It will tell you what you need. If you are aching in your joints, maybe you have too much of vata going on with those doshas. I mean, we all have a different prominent energy center. I'm definitely a vata person. <laughs> I know that um, I'm, I get cold all the time. Um, I'm always saying I'm cold. Um, I definitely have the long limbs, but it doesn't matter what your specific type is. We all have a little bit of each of the three. And so you can be in balance be if you have too much of something that's not um, your primary. And so you have to become balanced. In order to do that, you need to slow down so that you can identify where and listen to your body. Where are you aching? Or if you um, are going to move your arms up above your head, palms facing, um, are you cracking? Do you hear something? Is your shoulders going? Hello. So you listen to your body when it talks to you, and then you can focus on those things. And of uh, the practice of yoga nidra will help show you those things because it you calm down. There are some um, practices where you're literally lying in a state almost like shavasana, mm-hmm. but instead of going into towards the meditation, you're instead drifting towards tapping into your consciousness. What are you thinking about? What is serving you? How do you fall into Shavasana with your eyes open, but yet you see nothing because you're focused inward?
0: So in terms of the actual process of Yoga Nidra, is it correct that it's a form of guided meditation, that the teacher will be guiding the student through a series of steps well, the student may be lying down in shavasana, the corpse pose. It can be. It's whatever makes
1: the student comfortable. Some people are uncomfortable lying down. They may feel vulnerable. So if that's the case, you serve the student and you have them sit comfortably in a chair. Sometimes a person can listen to a recorded session with a teacher and they can lie in bed where they may feel safe. The whole point is to feel safe because if you go back to the example I gave you of standing in the middle of Times Square, you can only do that if you feel safe. Mm -hmm. So you have to create a safe space. And so once you feel comfortable and you feel safe, then you can begin to go through the steps. It's an ongoing process. I'm um, a still student myself, actually. One of my favorite yoga nidra teachers is actually, her name's Tracy Stanley, and she has a really great book. And she's been teaching this work for several years and she will still call herself a student as well. The practice itself, it's just about a session where it's quiet, You can introduce frequencies of sound if that serves the student. You can, of course, introduce your aromatherapy with your oils and diffusion. I would suggest the lights are dim. The whole point is helping the student create their own safe space, their safety space. And then you can begin to talk them through each of the points that they need to tap into.
0: Richard Miller, the founder of the Integrative Restoration Institute, in his 10 Steps of Yoga Nidra, talks about setting an intention as one of the first steps. Why is that important, the mindset of setting an intention in this work? Well, first, let's talk about intention versus
1: an affirmation. Mm -hmm. An intention is an action. It's a goal. So you are establishing where you're going and where you plan to be at the end of that practice. And the practice is the journey of how you're going to get to the intention. And I think people mix up affirmation and intention a lot. Affirmation is the belief in the intention. So the affirmation is you saying something, you do it, you believe it. And it is it what you said, it's the creation of the grooves in that record that I spoke of. That's the affirmation. But the intention is the action itself.
0: And in addition to the physical and emotional sides of this, of scanning your body, becoming aware of the breath, and welcoming any feelings or thoughts that might come up, Richard Miller talks about experiencing joy. And I thought this was very interesting because I would have seen this as a very serious practice, trying to find healing, slow down. So, how does experiencing joy fit into this process? Um, actually, I'm familiar with that. In
1: certain instances, you can actually laugh, especially if you're tapping into your throat, especially when you're doing a chakra cleanse as well, you laugh or you use a breath where you're going, the your fire breath. Ha, ha. It doesn't have to be serious. You're too serious sometimes. And you heard the term laughter is medicine. It is. If you think about that from a chemical perspective, when you're laughing and you're feeling good, you're actually producing serotonin mm-hmm. and you're heating up your endorphins. And so when you do that, you chemically are changing. You're changing the neurotransmitters to your brain. Mm -hmm. It calms you down. It makes you feel good. And so what happens after you've had a really, really good laugh? You feel good. Yeah. So that's actually, it's a good thing to do. We get too serious sometimes as we get older and it's okay to just let it go. Just enjoy it.
0: And if someone is interested in practicing yoga nidra, but may not have yoga accessories like a mat and bolsters, or may not have the time or access to get to a class, how can they still embrace this practice and reap the benefits?
1: To start in their own space, again, create a safety space. You can do it lying in your bed. You can do it sitting in a chair. You can do it just lying on the floor in a space that you feel comfortable. You can listen to a mantra or some chants or just something really soothing. Any sounds of nature are good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, if that speaks to your energy center, dimming your lights, creating a quiet environment that you have no electronics around, no interruptions, and just dedicating that time. If your mind begins to wonder, just say hello, acknowledge that, and come back to center.
0: In going back to intentions and affirmations, are there any other suggestions you would have on how we can use both intentions and affirmations to support our own self-care, personal growth, and overall wellness? Yes. So
1: the thing with affirmations is uh, people doubt them.
0: Mm -hmm. But yet they
1: affirm almost every day, but people tend to negatively affirm. And when they negatively affirm, they never think about it and they believe it. They'll say something like, oh, you make me so sick, or this is making me sick, or I will never get X done, or I just can't blank. And so when we say those things, those are all negative affirmations. We say them, we don't think, don't give it a second thought, and we believe it, and we're actually creating uh, a negative intention. And so when we don't achieve what we're trying to go for, it's because we set that negative goal and that intention. Mm -hmm. But if we begin the practice of saying at least one positive affirmation, and we're speaking that intention as a fact, and believe it, it will be. And then all of our actions will become that intention. So if you are not feeling well,
0: and maybe your goal is to run a marathon, then today you will say, I run marathons. Manifesting by being in that energy.
1: Yes. Um, An example that I love to give people is I ask people to affirm that they climb mountains. Hmm. I climb mountains. That's it. That's your affirmation. Now, your intention may be to one day to climb that mountain and you're going to do things to get there. You have to train it. You may have to have proper clothing, whatever, to get to that. Right. But today you climb mountains. So mm-hmm. if you were to go outside in your yard and put your foot on top of a dirt mound that's in your yard, that's the beginning of climbing the mountain because the action is the same, whether you're in the back or you're mountain. Olympus somewhere, lifting your foot and placing it on the soil. That's the difference. And so if you go about everything that you do that you need to heal and you affirm it and you say it with belief, your intention and all of your actions will then follow it. So say it, believe it, do it, and you will become it.
0: Beautiful. It's like that quote. A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step.
1: Absolutely.
0: Do you have any final thoughts on yoga nidra or finding balance and alignment in our lives? Begin at the beginning. We have so many things going on.
1: Just begin at the beginning. You don't have to go join classes, but just begin at the beginning. The beginning with anything in yoga is your breath. Learning to stop and learning to just take a moment to breathe, begin to breathe, then begin to slow things down. Take a moment, take five minutes, stop and breathe. And that's how you begin to be in your present moment, which is only thing you have to do at this given time. It's just your present. Just start there at the beginning. And then you can build upon that. That's the beginning of the new grooves, of the new record, of the new thing we're going to print out the printer. Wonderful.
0: Tracy offers a complimentary consultation that includes a free ebook. She offers virtual yoga sessions and guided meditations. For information on these and to learn more about her work, please visit her website, flourishwithtracy.com. I will include this link on my podcast page on Buzzsprout and also with the podcast listings on my website. Tracy, thank you so much for joining us today. You are amazing. I honor your dedication to helping others on their healing paths with your skills, wisdom, and heart-centered energy. You are a gift. So thank you very much.
1: It's an honor to be with you and share this time and space, Laura. Namaste.
0: Thank you very much for listening. This is Laura Kossoff. To learn more about my work, please visit my website, bloominglifepossibilities.com. The contents of this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and not intended as medical advice please consult with qualified health professionals on any matters relating to your own health and wellness.